this lovely man. Adorable. Um, absolutely lovely dude. I remember he asked us. He, or anyway, he was he was lovely, but he he asked us for a, a set of step ladders to replace the attic board that they uh, they hadn't replaced before they left, and they were in the attic basically all day. And pretty much, I bring the step ladders over, and he's talking away, doing all this stuff and this thing. And I mistakenly open up the step ladders before I gave them to him, and I end up getting caught on the sofa. And then, have you ever seen old people fall over? Mm, and it's like super slow, <laughs> and they're like continually trying to correct themselves before they fall down. So basically, I felt like I was falling over for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it seems that way in real life to me as well. Like <laughs> yeah. You were falling for a oh, really man. long time. With and it's me, not that, it's like, just yeah. Just watching you fall. <laughs> 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 it was kind of, yeah, like it was, it's like, it's like that moment in Antichrist when the kid falls out of the window, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it just goes on. Jeez. Forever and forever, <laughs> and that was what happened today. And the man had to like help me up. <laughs> well, hello there. Welcome to On the Beat, the podcast that uncovers full frontal male nudity in cinema. It's Spooky Penis Month, part two. And I am joined by my co-host, Ryan. Hello. And we are joined by, this is the second, third time? I don't remember. Our friend, our third time, okay, Josh Martin of Uncomfortable Brunch and Orlando Pop-Up Movies. And hey, hey Hello. Josh. <laughs> Sup. And we have a first-time guest, Man About Town. <laughs> Ty Arnold. Hey, self-confessed man about town. Self-confessed. That's right. What does that mean? You own it. Like, not that it's a bad thing, but... No, I, I mean, what does the man about town mean? Oh, 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 oh. I don't really know. It's one of those kind of weird, oh, come on, but it's self-confessed, though. You have to know what it means. Uh, well, I'm not really, though. I'm saying it ironically. It's like someone's uncle, thinning black hair, slicked back, leisure suit, cigar... Maybe drinks a bit too much or has like a little nose candy problem. You know what I'm saying? He's like, always just at the end of the bar and you give him a little Or nod. just around the corner. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Just around that, the corner. <laughs> those guys can be just like around the, the corner. Like near the bathroom stalls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just, yeah. just leave him alone. That's so, yeah. That's people yeah. who knows people, but you don't necessarily want to know those people. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. So wow. that's sort of me, ironically. So but that is very... what a man about town is. Maybe I didn't realize that was like an American idiom. Okay. Mm. Okay. No, I mean, I, I was, I was curious, and then it just ended up being this kind of self-deprecating yeah. description. Yeah. So, <laughs> Funny enough, would you expect any different? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted the logical explanation of it, and I got one. <laughs> so that's why. There was an ad in like 2001 in Orlando. There was like the the Orlando Weekly, and on one of the last pages, the advertisements, there was just this like heavy set guy in like a you know like a double-breasted guayabara shirt mm-hmm. drenched in sprout and took his photo oh god <laughs> and a big cigar and he's just like he was just like it was like blah 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 cigar aficionado and man about town we're like holy shit this is the coolest guy i have ever seen <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i mean i think that could be easily achieved you know oh yeah hit a thrift store awesome there you go. Well, there you go. That's probably one of the, the best introductions we've had of a guest on this podcast thus far. Oh, congratulations. So there you go. 
And we would expect nothing less from Man About Town. Yes. So here we go. Okay. And we brought everyone here today for part two of Spooky Penis Month to talk about the 1985 horror comedy Reanimator. Part um, one of the Reanimator doubler that we're doing. The double. The double. Yep, starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, Barbara Crampton, yeah. David Gale. Um, directed by Stuart Gordon, who we've talked about before, but I think you've got some points. Thank Ryan. you. Yes, it was directed by Stuart mm-hmm. Gordon. Um, we covered Stuart Gordon on the Fortress episode uh, yon time ago. Um, but yes, this is the, oh, I guess the seminal Stuart Gordon movie, also produced by uh, Brian Yasna. Um so I guess, like, I kind of want to go a little bit more in-depth into Reanimator and some of the intricacies and its development and how how it came to be because I, I feel like it's a seminal 80s horror movie that very much is, a, is the classic definition of what makes a cult film. Um, and I will say, and everyone can chime in because I'm sure a lot of this stuff isn't, isn't, isn't uh, unknown to everybody else here in this room. Um, because certainly everybody here likes the movie, I'm assuming. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Right, okay. <laughs> so we know that it's based on the novelette uh, by H.P. Lovecraft called Herbert West Reanimator, right? Has anyone read it? Yes. I had a Lovecraft face. It's the movie's way, way better. Uh, no, I'm not a racist. Hey, so. It is racist. Coming in. Yeah, <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. I read it today. It's uh, it's pretty good, though. I also can't read, so. Mm-hmm. There's that. There's that. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's like a weird journal of him. Like, it's like, it's like very like um, Dracula, like Ram Stoker, where it's like a very like kind of like someone else narrating the thing, and it goes yeah. on and on and on. You're like, oh, okay, fine. Ah, uh, D. Yeah. <laughs> what? From 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 the Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. yeah. Signs everything D. Oh, right, yeah. the D. Yeah. Ah, D. You know. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, so treats Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just say that Stuart Gordon originally conceived this as a stage production because mm-hmm. of his. He's, yeah, he's uh, originally a stage a theater director. Uh, he continued Chicago, to be right? a theater, yeah. Yeah. continued to be a theater director all the way through his career up until obviously his death in two thousand twenty, if I remember. Um, but as that fell through, they decided they were going to turn it into a television pilot. And I think they pitched it to CBS. PBS. Was it PBS? Yeah. Which is very weird. That's close. I didn't even write that piece of information down. So that was a good tell. Anyway. um, Yeah, I got you back. So in terms of the TV show, they wanted to make 13 half an hour episodes based on this novelette. Which to me seems crazy, absolutely crazy. The idea of having a reanimator TV show, yeah, yeah it's really in any weird, way, shape, or form, especially being uh, put on or produced by PBS, which I feel like you're typically known for doing like like period weird, dramas, right. yeah, like a seventies BBC, Downton Abbey. I can yeah. kind of see it though, because they probably would have had a little more leeway than they would have with CBS. Content-wise. They could be like, eh, we're public. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching Monty Python's Flying Circus episodes on PBS at the middle of the night, and that had nudity in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so At least women on their... Every episode had yeah. many women in brown panties. Like, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a stretch, but I can kind of see that. Sure. Well, it would know. have been more public true to the stories as well. 
like it would have been more it would have been a period mm-hmm. you yeah. Know, yeah. drama yeah. horror so it would have been mm-hmm. more it wouldn't have been as gory and bloody not like dark shadows wacky though it would would have just been <laughs> yeah. kind of wacky oh god yeah man i used to love dark shadows i used to watch that with my mom mm. she was obsessed with that melodrama I like seriously watched so much of that. It was crazy. It was on the reruns were on Sci Fi Channel in the nineties. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh man, Barnabas Collins. I was yeah, big fan. We were too vanilla of a fan. My mom just loved Days of Our Lives. Oh, she was an all my children's fan. Oh, oh so was my mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, Susan Lucci was in the house for sure. Every, yeah. every day, every time I was homesick. Here Daytime we are. Soaps are like the best kept secret. <laughs> 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 just gotta watch your stories. <laughs> That's right. You gotta watch your stories. <laughs> uh, okay, so we were talking about the PBS drama miniseries. So what happened next, Ryan? So, so basically, they'd written all thirteen episodes, and then they pitched it, and they basically said that's not gonna work. Like they 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 only run in say hour long episodes for it, but they just didn't feel like the material worked. So eventually, due to I guess if guess if like if you take like the concept of what Reanimator is and what they were trying to do with it, its home was going to be within the horror space, which only really works in film at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when Reanimator becomes a movie. Hell yeah! Yeah, fateful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you do you have any information on when Yuzna got involved with this project? No, I didn't feel like I needed to go that far in depth with it. Why didn't like you, for my notes? Why didn't but, you get too deep? Well, why are you about to tell me? No, it <laughs> 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 was a hell of a setup, though. It was a solid setup. Wow. I did not have that written down. Oh, okay. All I have written down is that he came in and wanted to make it into a feature, and then pushed together all the six stories that were in the mm. the novelette. So. That's pretty much what they did. Took pieces of all of the stories and integrated them into a more modern telling of the story, which I thought was more... I thought they had all the really good pieces of the Lovecraft tale within the story. I mean, mm. you have the the headless guy and who uses kind of like a wax head, like that's in the stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have stuff in the original story where there's like typhoid fever and they were using those people to as their fresh corpses because they needed to be super fresh the fresher the better Mm -hmm. and and all this stuff that's all he kept talking about but he like jeffrey combs is spot on with his uh, interpretation of herbert west from the book so i don't know how i don't don't know if he read it i don't think he read it before he was cast in this i don't know all i remember reading was that he had absolutely zero faith in this project whatsoever and he only did the project for the money Hmm. combs yeah, oh, that's, right. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But obviously, someone had to, you know, call the police at some point because obviously a scene was stolen many a time. Oh my <laughs> god, that transition! Jesus Christ! Oh, oh, god. It's the, been a pleasure, you, everybody. You all I'm can't out of here. See this? Is the, that's the, how proud of yourself you are oh for that fucking I've line. Never seen you, I've never seen you so. That's proud. fine. If you're not familiar with with things I do on this podcast, then. Uh, you only have yourself to blame. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, he makes and breaks this film 100%. He doesn't break this film. Hey. 
I mean, if he wasn't here, does Reanimator still become... Yeah, nobody's like a Bruce Abbott fan. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, he's You're fine. there to watch Combs. Yeah. I mean, the only... there to watch Combs. The only... They watch Crampton a little yeah, bit, Yeah, you better watch a little bit of Crampton, too. Can't take I kind of... eyes off the Crampton. No. No. She's still got it, too, man. I know, that's oh, the crazy thing. Yeah. And it's not like... It's not like ageism or like, oh, she's so old, she's, so she still no. looks good. It's just like, you're kind of also not surprised that like... Yeah. Just kind of gifted. Maybe like a weird... Oh, yeah. Have you seen person. Jacob's wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her and Fe- uh, Larry Fessenden fucking get down on the kitchen floor and it's fucking dope. Like, like, <laughs> like a fine wine. Yeah. I think it might be better with age. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. The woman's never lost it. I think the only person that rivals Combs in this movie, though, is I, I would say like David Gale's mm. character yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Like he is, he has a look and a way about him that I feel like I've not seen in a lot of other things. Like, <laughs> He's it's, like a it master, crazy, <laughs> a master of creep. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, like he just film. feels like he's smelling women's hair through the whole thing. Like oh that yeah, yeah. ickiness. <laughs> like he takes pictures of you while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got like the mirror shoes in the subway. Like that's the vibe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh, I need to tell everyone the synopsis of this film. Hmm. I didn't do that yet. My apologies. Uh, so I pulled this from Letterboxd. Here we go. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. That actually doesn't make sense because... That's weird, yeah. The the experiment started when Herbert West shows up at school Mm -hmm. and the girlfriend was never involved in those experiments. So that's... Hmm. Incorrect. Hmm. That's an incorrect synopsis. Where did you get it boo. from? Though you got it from Letterboxd. Oh, boo! Some Surprise. of them. Yeah, some of them are probably incorrect. Well, some of them. Some of them are like fucking tomes. Yeah, they some of them just the basically. <laughs> yeah, some of them just describe every single plot point in the movie, and you're like, right, okay. I don't Jeffrey think that's, tomes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you should be. Okay, yeah. here's the tagline: Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another on his desk. All right. That's yeah, that was on the poster. Oh yeah. my god, you guys! I have to tell you something about this movie, and the poster. <clears throat> I have always so you know the title of the novella or whatever is Herbert West Reanimator. Yes. But what if instead of that it was Diane Weist Reanimator, an eighties mom <laughs> Diane Weist is just there on the poster, just Doctor Hill's head and just like how amazing would that be? Somebody make this parody shirt poster whatever. The oh. idea is free. You have my money. Oh, I'm so embarrassed just hearing it. Oh. I'm just thinking of like the uh, serial mom like cover, but it's Diane yeah, yeah. instead. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently wearing a DC Talk hat, and even that is embarrassing. Oh, come on. Weast. The Weast fans are out there. Where are my Weast heads at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my Weast heads. That's, oh my God. Uh, we're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> Yeah, it's been nice and all, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, no, we'll we'll give you a call. <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah, I had my uh, I, I reanimator shirt from probably from high school, and I remember because uh, I wore it all through college. And about a year or two ago, a friend from college happened to be in town and swung by my work, 
and I was wearing it. And he's like, Jesus, you're still wearing that same fucking shirt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, I cannot believe that thing exists. And he like he knew by how not black it is anymore. <laughs> like it's you know an extremely dark gray. Yeah, charcoal on its best. Yeah, yeah. When it almost becomes translucent because right. it's been washed so many times. Yeah. Uh, very comfortable shirt. I bought it on discount in November at Hot Topic. Best like wow. thirteen dollars yes. I've ever spent. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, nice. Hot Topic. Hot Topic's kind of like what's that? What was that store back in back in Scotland? What was that? I don't know. Gadzooks. It's like an urban. Was it Urban Outfitters or something? Uh, okay. Urban Outfitters. That's, like that's like the Hot Wasn't Topic urban. is the goth version yes. of uh, Urban Outfitters is the hipster version. Yeah. There's another. There's another one that isn't Urban Outfitters. Spencer's. Else. No. Oh, H and M. But I mean, I. I I was asking specifically Laura because okay. she was in Scotland with me. You're not talking about me. FOP, are you? No, not FOP. Because they have those shirts too. They no, the other shirts. one that was on the that was on Princess Street that that had like wood and stuff. It was a hipster place. It was just wank. What was it called? I think Do it's Urban Outfitters. Is it Urban Outfitters? Like two stories. Yeah, then I had all That's the stairs the and stuff. So I fit with loads of wood yes. for whatever reason. That's an Urban Outfitters. Yeah, they have those okay. here too, and it's exactly the same. That's where I go and buy all my vinyl. I'm sorry. Yeah, vinyls. no. I think that's stop. I, I think that's. I think that's. Fine, <laughs> oh my god. I guess. <laughs> vinyls. Yeah, the vinyls. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh dear. There's wow. going to be a lot of missed phone calls after this episode, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, where do we go from here, Laura? Well, I... I have a lot to say. I have many things to say. You have a lot to to say, say. and many of us have a lot of things to say. I do want to say, I know that you want to talk about the opening music, and I want (laughs) to say for the opening uh, title credits that I love how it looks, and it's very colorful and very fun. Created by Richard Dawson. Who's it's really supposed, awesome. Yeah, he did he did stuff for Burton as well. Tim Burton, obviously, the yeah. Tim Burton that we all no, why, not yeah, Richard Burton. We all know. We have to make the distinction. Yeah, Saturday night, Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, I love that title sequence. But yeah, no, he yeah he created the he created the opening title sequence. It's not as good as Bernard Herrmann's score though. Mm-hmm. No, I oh. think that's a fantastic score. So I do, I do want to talk about the soundtrack by Richard Band, and I guess it's kind of, it it definitely falls under controversy, and I do kind of want to talk about it, kind of feel like it, because I've I've got a full fun fucking interview with them on on this phone. And... I'd love to not go negative immediately on this. So I'm not going to. I'm going okay. to pose it as a question. Hmm. And then I want to see what can happen. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try and bring some level of balance and equality to it. Wow. Um, so that maybe it might sound like I'm being negative, but I'm maybe There's not. There's two sides to every story about plagiarism, Ty. I think so. Yes. <laughs> so, so Richard Richard Band, he's recruited on to do the soundtrack to do the score for this movie. And I guess, like when I start to, when I start to quote some of the things from this interview, it's gonna it's gonna get even worse. But um, hmm. let, let's just say he used and this is a quote. He used Herman Bernard Herman's score for Psycho because certainly the score is very much is very similar to Psycho. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most famous scores ever written, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and he uses Psycho as a base. It, it's whether or not we feel like is it as an influence or is it just a straight rip off? I don't get straight rip. 
I get heavy inspiration, but I don't get like straight rip off. Um, I, mean, I, I know that Stuart Gordon said that he was upset that everyone was saying terrible things, mm-hmm. but he knew that he did it as an homage. Yeah. Kind of like what, Vanilla Ice and Queen and Bowie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little different. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like sampling something else to 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 become something different is is kind of not the same as cuz I feel like Richard Band's explanation for for why he's done it this way doesn't seem to help his case in in terms of trying to to feel like it's actually inspirational. What do you um, say? So So let's put it this way. He goes oh so so band band did this interview. This is from 2016, and this was from uh, ComingSoon.net. So whether or not you decide there's any legitimacy to this, sure. we'll we'll figure out anyway. But uh, basically, bands asked uh, the Reanimator score is dynamic, but most certainly kin to Psycho. Why did you opt to quote his this famous work? And I feel like that's a very leading question, just regardless anyway. But and says, uh, you know, at the end credits of Reanimator, the there was supposed to be the words with acknowledgement and humble apologies to Bernard Herman, but basically there was a screw up and they left out. I was given the option that was uh, willing to pay to reshoot the end credits. They would fix this, but it would add an additional 10k costs, and I couldn't afford it because I went so over budget making the film that I had to go into my own pocket for 15k to complete it. I never made a dime off Reanimator. It was a weird situation. Whoa. Yeah. It's a strange thing. I mean, the thing is, like, if if you take, like, the opening credit sequence just on its own, which in and itself, and I've kind of written this down anyway, um, it simultaneously is a homage, a rip-off, and also original, whilst also kind of being synonymous with this film <laughs> and the <this> series <laughs> as a whole, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, I find to be... I don't know, I find it to be confusing, for the most part. <laughs> but confusing, but we reap the benefits of it. We do. I do like the idea that, because we watched the documentary of the making of as well, they definitely pass the blame to Richard Band for the hmm. music. Oh, yeah. And they're always kind of just like, well, no, I mean, he obviously took a lot of flack for that, but we have nothing to do with it, other than the fact that, obviously, Stuart Gordon could say something. As to whether the direction of the music is suitable enough for the film. <laughs> Correct. You know, there's, I, there's obviously opinion to add yeah. to this situation. Even if the producer I'm, I'm mostly be joking with being shitty about it, because I do think, though, that the rest of the score throughout the movie mm-hmm. gives it a pass. Yeah. If the whole yeah. thing was a, a rip-off of the entire score of Psycho, because that's not the only piece of music from Absolutely. Psycho that's no. memorable, clearly. No. <laughs> I can think of at least one other piece that's much more memorable. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Uh, I think it's a, it ends up just being a silly bit of shitty trivia that yeah. is yeah. low-hanging yep. fruit for mm. lazy comedians like me. <laughs> comedians? Oh, yeah, I'm a professional. Oh, okay. <laughs> Coolio. Well, I mean, yeah, you have done it on a stage and you have been paid for it. Mm. Have I? I mean, have I have ever you? been paid to be on stage? I don't know. Have you? That was Monopoly question. money. I've been paid oh. with love. No, I have not been paid with love. Yeah. Paid with free popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Or as or as many people would say, love doesn't pay the bills. Mm. So mm. yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, telling if, me. Uh, <laughs> 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 what would I be a rich man? <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I guess if, if we want to kind of go deeper into that interview, yeah, you guys out, out there, you're my fellow listeners, you can you can read the whole thing because it's very much uh, a back and forth of about a man who is like, I really like the score to Psycho. I wouldn't mind just making it myself. <laughs> so, But also, Richard Band has been recycling the same scores that he's been doing for yeah, 40 years. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, he is very much of the Band family. Yep, uh, 100%. Charles Band being his brother. Yeah. Uh, who certainly is not an ori- is not original in any way, but that's why we love him because <laughs> yeah. he does yeah. these like shitty re- reboots of stuff or reworkings of stuff and does it for ten you grand. Can, you can tell he's doing it for ten grand, but like earnestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He really, really wants it to be yeah. good. He just mm-hmm. doesn't have the resources, and yeah. that's the charm of it. Um, side note that this is completely unrelated, but I just think it's very funny is that uh, on my letterbox I have the I can look at my stats throughout the year. And currently, my top watch directors of the year, I think, are Bergman, Cronenberg, uh, um, uh, Wes Craven's in there. But the number one is Charles Band with 29 titles. Nice. Wow. Because I got the Full Moon streaming service, and Whoa. those movies are like an hour Crank long. Them out, and dude. it's great. I'm, those are always on the background now. And it, I, I got the Evil Bong box set, so oh you know that knocked out like 10 of them right there. Oh my god, I've that's, never been able to do Evil Bong. I got oh, like I did them in one day with Philip. Jesus yeah. Christ, that's awful. You hate pot humor. I know, but I was stoned the whole time, so it kind of worked out. (laughs) The only acceptable answer. I don't really remember the last couple, because it was like 11 hours. Oh my god. Wow, I'm I'm terrified. I should look and see what my letterbox directors are going to be for this year. Mm. I'm scared. Yeah, I've not done particularly well this year, like whatsoever. Number one Um, most watched actor, Charles Bronson. Of course. Oh, yeah, I watched 33 Bronson movies so far this year. I'm not done. I'm not oh. done. Yeah, no, you're a, you're a fucking, There are yeah, good people in the world. I never thought I would say that, but you're drowning in scumbags if you're watching that yeah. many. Every, there are two types of people in a Bronson movie. Him and scumbags. There are barely women and children to be saved in those movies. Sometimes yeah. it's one and the same. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> There's always yeah. a motherfucker My looking God. to get right. That's the cry for help. I've yeah. been watching Charlie Bronson movies. <laughs> like I mean, 30 of them. It, it was wild. It was earlier in the year. It was good. I I, I had a good... It was like over a week, too. I mean, and it no was shame. awesome. I love Charles Bronson, but yeah. that's... Whew. It was stupid. You pick, you pick and choose. Yeah. Huh. Speaking of Charles Bronson, um, this film was shot in 18 days. Has nothing to do with Classic. Bronson. Oh, Okay. Yeah, 16 <laughs> for principal photography, two for pickups, and I don't know if you guys knew this, I'm sure that you did, but they, you guys are showing, sharing just, letterbox jokes. Yeah, I was trying to find mine while we were sad. like, while y'all were going You're off sad. on your rant. I have no idea how to find this. There's nothing settings. sad about watching 16 Doris Wishman movies in a year. God. I don't know, Laura. You're you're leading this. You're sorry. captaining mm, yeah, this sorry. ship. You've got to get All right, these, I'm coming back. Me and, me and Josh get these deckhands in line. So the original opening sequence of the film was in the script, but they didn't shoot it uh, when they did the principal photography. And then when they watched the film back, they realized, okay, no, we need something else. I think Yuzno was saying that the audience needed to be introduced to... <laughs> like the grotesque nature of the film right away. Mm. Otherwise they, he's like, they're not going to get it if we wait too long to show them all this crazy shit. So yeah. he's like, let's just throw them right in, 
And so they went back and took one day and filmed that opening sequence and kind of gave an introduction to Herbert West. And yeah. Popping eyeballs will do that. Yeah. yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, with the, I was listening to how they did that, which is like two bladders yeah. with like hoses <laughs> filled with like fake blood. And they just like had two people just blowing up the bladders like balloons. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and yes. just popping them. So good. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a that's like that pre-credit sequence seems to be a tradition they kept with every every single one of the films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all they all kind of open with something super fucked up, and then uh, and then the credit sequence starts. Mm. So there you go. That's that was my ten cents. Enjoy. The special yeah. effects people only had six weeks to put everything together. Wow, and they had, job. Yeah, yeah. they're like, this is a lot. This is a lot of stuff. It's like Rob Bottin and the thing where you're like was only eating candy bars and working 23 hours a day and they like had to admit him for exhaustion like yeah. medical exhaustion. Oh my god. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah, where you could just literally work yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> they had 24 the 24 gallons of fake blood were used in this film. 24? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There was more. Yeah. Honestly. It's still quite small, yeah. Gallon. I think well I still think I think Brain Dead still has the most amount of fake blood in any mm. film ever, isn't oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Or at least I read that somewhere. I think Brain Dead might How many actually... did you guys use in Invaders? Oh, dude, trash cans full. I mean, those are just 50, so, yeah. Yeah, just so much. Yeah, just because the gag was yeah. extremely I'm blood. referring it's to a short that Ty produced that's very, very good, very funny, uh, well, called Invaders. You should look it up on Vimeo. Uh, yeah, the, the whole, I don't want to ruin it. No, no, There's... I'm not going to give away the gag. Just there, It is bloody, and it's amazing. Yeah, volume. It's a great Thanksgiving yeah. film, which is coming yeah. up. Indeed, yeah, it's true, right around the corner. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm I'll trying... show up before. Uh, I gotta figure out a way to show Thanksgiving somewhere this year. Yes, oh, my God. I'll throw it in front of that. Like how I, I'll make it a tradition, like how I show Treevenge before whatever I'm showing at yes, Christmas. Yes, I love Treevenge. <laughs> We're getting a new Jason Eisner movie. But yes, kind of a sequel to it or a remake of his VHS. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, like a kids. kid kid movie ish. Kids but versus not really. Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, did you guys see that like sleepover uh, alien one that was in uh... VHS two? Yeah, it was the closer. No, like all shot oh, on a GoPro. Awesome. Oh, it's it looks like he's basically like remaking that as kind of like an indie film. I'm interested. Yeah, where Jason Eisner's uh, did Hobo with a Shotgun, and it's yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, it's great Canadian treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys clock? I guess this is the one of two films that have a character named Hans Gruber in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, this it's Alter was... Gruber from the beginning, yeah. Yeah, Hans Dr. Gruber was a doctor. Uh, yeah. Well, he, here's, here's the thing. Like, I mean, any anyone in, like, Middle Europe, be it Germany or Switzerland or Austria or whatever, like, they're going to be called Hans, probably. Hmm. I mean, I guess. But... Might as well, yeah. I mean, you st- yeah, you, st- you put your hand out there. If you're in Germany, you're going you're gonna to stumble upon a Hans. You're going to touch some Hans. Yeah, you're going hit, to hit some Hans. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know what? Another interesting thing is that the building that was used for the Miskatonic Medical School in this movie was the same building as the Cyberdyne headquarters in Judgment Day, Terminator Two. Huh? Yeah, they used the I didn't same know building. That. Weird. It is weird. Where You're is right. it located? Yeah. Actually, no idea. Huh? Not Northern California. I mean, it must be. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, huh. but you mean that's the main hospital in the film? Yes. Or is that right? Okay. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't tell. No. You don't. Yeah, you don't really see any windows in that hospital. There's. I don't think there's yeah. any any windows in that hospital. No, I don't. I don't no. remember seeing. I them. mean, no. it mainly sticks to emergency room hallways and the morgue. 
Yeah. yeah. So that kind of Plus makes sense. Plus the whole thing like kind of beautifully feels like stage bound. Like you can tell yeah. it's like the hard theater background. Like the walls, he shoots wides and the walls go like 16 feet up, but all the set decoration stops around like seven or eight feet. Yeah. They, yeah. Just, yeah. they just built the tall flat so you could shoot wides. So it feels very studio bound, but in like a very charming way. Yeah. There are no windows anywhere. Right. Yeah. Except for in this, unless they're at the house. Yeah. And this was Gordon's first feature, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like theatrical in a very specific yeah. and fun way. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. Like they were, the cast was saying how interesting it was that they actually got to rehearse for this film mm. for a while before they filmed it because that doesn't really happen anymore. But this was a lot of their first films. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. they were all stage actors. Yeah. I mean, Barbara Crampton had been in a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually she hadn't gotten into soap operas yet, but she... Um, what was the sex comedy that she was in? Mm. Oh, um, was it Last American Virgin? Was she in that? I f- she, you might be right. I think that's what it's, it it's is. It's a, um, uh, what you call it, picture? Uh, Golan, um, Golan Globus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like their first big hit, like, I think, that yeah. was a big hit in Israel or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the one that made them, I think. Hmm. I'm looking it up because I want to know for certain. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, uh, as far as teen sex comedies from the early 80s go. Yeah, I've heard it is. Um, I still think for a directorial debut, though, in terms of, like, feature filmmaking, this is probably one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, Yeah, Fraternity Vacation. Mm. Similar. Different movie, though. But she was, did have a very small role in Body Double. That was her first first, uh, feature. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, Brian De Palma, yeah, film. Good if we call it that, dog. not yeah. a fan. Not a fan either. <laughs> I like him. Really? You guys, you guys hate De Palma? I like Mission Impossible. La- I'll say, ooh, I was gonna say late stage De Palma or early stage yeah. De Palma. Black you went Dahlia. right in the middle, That's fucking it. middle. You went, <laughs> went smack in the middle. I think Mission Impossible is really fucking good. It's a great yeah. movie. It is and there's some, movie. there's some really good bits in Snake Eyes. The rest of it, though, I don't know if I could really he, give a fuck he, about he it. He shoots a shot in Snake Eyes. It doesn't always sink, but yeah, that's a technical yeah. achievement for me. I'm not. Oh, a wait, hold on. Movie, he did do the Untouchables, yeah. right? The Untouchables. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. yeah but that we're we're talking like when, but in no my Battleship Potemkin, if you ask me. Just to kill. No, Carrie. thank you. Uh, Carrie's pass. all right. Carrie's okay. Carrie's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, Actually, maybe you hell? hate it more than I do. <laughs> I think I. Well, I. I. Oh God. Well, he was. He was at. He was at the Edinburgh Film Festival back in oh, fuck two thousand and seven. I think he did a Q and A there, and there was a. Oh, I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> wow, it's like okay. it's my it's my interpretation of something that he did. He ended up getting a, a woman in, a woman down from the audience, like a girl, and he, for whatever reason, like he was, he was like trying to explain how he would direct someone. So for him, he needed a female presence, for him to effectively Ooh. like stage, and pose. And he touched her hips and stuff. And I remember at the time I was like, huh, that's kind of yeah, weird. I see us shooting each other looks. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 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 A lot of side eye going on. I don't on. know. I've seen Body Double. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I just don't know if I like his stuff that much. I like the popular De Palma stuff. Sure. You know? 
Oh, no, it was the, you know what? That's why I fucking saw it. That was the same year the fucking shit Black Dahlia movie came out. <laughs> yeah. I know, I don't like that. I don't actually like that movie. It's terrible. <laughs> but I did see it in theaters, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think I also did. <laughs> yeah, I just well, yeah. like going to the movies. It felt a little cheap it, in a good way. It, 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 yeah. it, I do kind of like that it feels, yeah, a little gross. Yeah. I like to see, I like to see uh, kind of gross... Dirty, sexy Josh Hartnett. Oh, God. (laughs) There is some smoldering stares in that movie from that dude that I'm just like, yeah, no, you can't really pull that off. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... mm. My Josh Hartnett exists in the faculty, and that's it. Oh. Mm. I mean, I like when he's uh, getting raped for comedy in uh, 40 40 Days and 40 Nights. That's funny, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That's comedy. It's a dude. That makes it funny. (laughs) Uh, I saw that Jesus, in the theater as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're, we haven't even gotten past the title sequence. <laughs> We've been Whoops. speaking for quite a while. I mean, yeah. to be fair, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I don't have a lot of notes about what happens after the... Well, I do. Uh <laughs> Don't even know where to start. Does anyone ha- have anything in specific? Because I was gonna just jump right into the uh, this like sex scene, uh, which I really like. Uh, when oh my well, god, yeah. Well, trying, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Here I, we go. Well, no, I did have something to say about it. It's like everyone harks on about that that one edit in two thousand and one, but really this one might be better. Oh my god, don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking disagree. about when she when megan and and dan are like in the hallway and yes she's saying yeah. no no yes no. yeah and she's saying yes 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 yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's pretty good yes yeah. it's pretty good it's There's better cinema right out the gate yeah. Yeah. Like, oh we know what we're doing mm-hmm. here. yeah yeah and i, <laughs> I bet, understand yeah. the language of film because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. i bet yeah i bet that single that single shot that transition didn't take maybe two years to figure out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it was, uh, yeah, I think I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And that's where you see Dan's talking heads poster. Yeah. Above the bed. Oh, you beat me to my, my best note that I had. I love it. Damn it. No, it's not, I mean, it's, not my, it's not my best note. It's just like, hey, every time I somehow forget it's in the movie every time. And then I go, hey, uh, <laughs> why did I forget that I love that so much? Is <laughs> it's strong right in. It's just oh, like, yeah. 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 There's also something that she does when she gets out of bed and she puts on her bra. And I know I'm speaking to a group of men right now, um, but she puts on her bra. Yeah, she does it like reverse. Yeah, and she clips it, it up, in the fasten, front yeah. and then yeah. twists it around. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I I was gonna talk about that. I've I feel I like I've that seen in that notes. in a film before. But I've I, seen it in don't... several films before. I've never seen it. In I've real seen it life. in tons. Well, see, I've seen it in yeah. tons of films. I feel like it's like sorry. I feel like it's like classic, like um, almost Hitchcockian. You know what I mean? Like we're in that middle phase where it's like gives them something to do, like weirdly. It's strange. It, it feels it feels male motivated, well, but I have seen women that do it. Usually, like a bikini top. You know what I mean? They'll do that. But I've always seen it as a kind of because if it's something that has to happen in the scene, I feel like it's always a time saver. Sure. Because you don't want. You don't you don't want a shame moment like that poor prostitute in the room where she's just like, yeah. do you need a hand? And she can't fucking get it buttoned up and stuff like that because their bras are a pain in the arse. I really sympathize with women who have to wear bras because they're fucking awkward. I mean, yeah, it seems terrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably just 
maybe less annoying than balls are. Mm. I don't know Either how way. you guys handle those all the time. Well, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm not about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do yeah, have when great. I wake up in the morning, I do have to put them in my in my my special ball bra that I have specially <laughs> made for them. Yeah. Make sure they sit correctly. You need yeah. to see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not soon. Now. Like we need to hit pause, <laughs> and we're taking you to Centra Care. Just, Walk in. Let's just check them out real quick. Get that shit drained or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, like guys, we can just look. I can just pop them out right now. It doesn't really matter. Like we can just figure this out and figure out if it is a medical emergency or not. Well, I feel this... like fucking watermelons. I'm my telling God, is you. That what that smell is? Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's made me reconsider how I. Smells like a fucking I... cheese shop in here. <laughs> oh Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's not true, everybody. I want you to know. <laughs> That is yeah. That smell untrue. wasn't. That smell hasn't been in this room before. I can stop. Okay, so. stop. This has gone too far. Um, I don't even know what to say right now. I was gonna say it's this scene has made me reconsider how I put on a bra. Oh, like I, I wonder mean, it if it's seems, better. It seems much more efficient to me. I mean, I've not given a ton of thought. I haven't thought about it. It's just something that you do. Well, yeah, and it's like you've got the seems... muscle memory, so yeah, I couldn't. You're like a basketball player. It. Free throws. <laughs> That's all that is. That's why they do it so much. So uh, I've been told. <laughs> wow. So speaking of roommates, has anyone ever had a roommate as bad as Herbert West? Worse. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worse. Yeah. yeah. I did it. I, I was about to build onto that. And I was like, yeah, that's not a good thing. It's all true. What is their name? Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it, depend- no, it depends on like. What would what would be worse? Would setting the kitchen counter on fire be worse than killing your cats? He brought I don't it back. Know. He did bring it back. He and was which, very which of my cats does he kill? Which well, your favorite one? Yeah. Oh, I don't want my favorite one killed. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I do think that setting the counter on fire is probably better than murdering your animal. Yeah, you can, you can get yeah. a new counter. I mean, I could, I, I mean, well, that's the thing. Well, we were, I don't necessarily well, we, want a new Dottie. Well, we were in a, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you did bring it up to the point where you, you kind of, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I, mean, I think the answer is no, like, we've not had it. <laughs> but then, that roommate does become your best friend. I guess so. Can we, but here's the weird thing about that. His cat is dead. There's no mourning period for him. If your roommate him is like, hey, your cat's dead. And you're like, what the? And then he, and he brought it back to life. And you're like, what the fuck? There's no mourning period. He's still not like, hey, you fucking killed my cat. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mean, think he would be so wowed by the cat coming back to life that he would just be like, oh. Yeah. Well, I guess he didn't. I mean, well, he I didn't did... have time. He didn't have time to react or mourn because he brought him back. And then the cat went fucking psycho. I that's guess that, that's how they get out of it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, panicked. I once did have a sort of a roommate that was just like an extended house guest. And I went out of town for three weeks. And he was watching the cat. And I came home. The cat wasn't dead, but I did have to put it to sleep the next day. What? Because uh, it, I came home and this cat was like 50% of its body weight was like gone. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And uh, oh Yeah, that was what happened with that. Was I, was, I was on tour with Pauses, came home. It's like, nobody thought to... 
call me about this. <gasps> I took the cat to the vet. I got the initial vet visit for free because he said, no, you need to take this to this animal hospital. I'm not going to charge you. That's when I realized I'm not coming home with a cat that's alive because yeah. you don't give out free vet visits no, that unless you're <laughs> coming home mm. with a dead cat. So yeah, that happened. Oh. That was uh, not great. Not yeah. a great day. I've had, I've had better days. You have <laughs> I'm still friends with the guys. I'm still friends with the guy. It's fine. He's a nice Did he dude. not feed your cat? He fed it. No, no, it, it had like some kind of like. It sounds like a medical Ill. condition. Yeah. It went unaddressed. Uh, yeah. That was what happened. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, certainly if it Man, was. Man, the look of horror abuse. on your tooth. I mean, I like it sucked, but eh, it wasn't that bad. That's fine. It wasn't your favorite cat. So what, oh, what we... I did love Chairman Transition out of this chair. Oh, God, <laughs> no. Chairman. Chairman well, he, well, no, the thing he is, was. like, Josh is demonstrating, I guess, like, the the, the cinematic am, you know, uh, absence of, like, uh, like animal empathy that we kind of yeah, see in yeah, films yeah. like a fair amount. Yeah. Especially you know. cats. Man, dogs get all the love in movies. Very you yes, get very so true. upset mm-hmm. about dead dogs, but they don't give a fuck about a dead cat. Yeah. yeah. You can kill a cat. Mm-hmm. Which well, I yeah, personally that's... think is absurd. Cause... Yeah, Marley and me. I mean, yeah. oh, you, can base, you can base it on our fucking... People get more upset over a cat than like a homeless person. You can kill a homeless person. That's true. People will be like, eh, you kill a cat at 75% of the theaters out. Huh. Yeah. It's like American Psycho. I love they a good choice. I love a good cinematic hobo. They need to bring them back. <laughs> like I don't know why. They are vastly underused. They are underused. Point. Pull them out of the retirement. Yeah, like trading Some places. Quality hobo. Like, yeah. hobos out there. They're Terminator just sitting in the news. That, he hobos. is. Yeah. He is my yeah. favorite hobo. He's your really bright light. Fisher yeah. King. Great. Fisher King is full of them. Fisher King's got a lot of good... Yeah, it does. Mr. Williams yeah. is a hobo in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that the political correct term? No. I don't think... No, I don't think it's a, it's, It would be a homeless person. Homeless man, person. Homeless person. Yeah. It has to be a homeless person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. Disadvantaged human. Yeah, well, no, I, I don't like think I feel like hobos, though, is more of like... It's a cartoonish thing that doesn't actually exist, but it brings to mind somebody who does it willfully. Okay, like a stick, someone who like a bandana. Yeah, they're riding the rails. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a lifestyle it's, it's choice. Lovable. Yeah, there it is. There's, okay. yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Well, gosh, you guys, you know, I read that they used a real dead cat <laughs> that was in the fridge. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, I had heard that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so the one in huh. the fridge. Fuck. Did they yeah. kill a cat yeah. to do it though? They just obtained I, a dead cat. I did cat. not that's read specifics. Obtained is what I've heard. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. I saw that episode of Hoarders where that woman had like fucking oh, 25 oh, different cats. Oh, made me so sad. You know what I mean? Like there's probably plenty of people out there have like a spare oh. spare cat in a fucking Ziploc bag that they could get to someone. Jeez. Yeah, I mean I have um, an old friend who uh, he directed a short that involved a lot, like hundreds of dead rats. What? And And uh, he, he told me all about how he was able to obtain them. Uh, I mean, he just. I mean, he's just also very pet store well, you can, Yeah, you can buy them. Yeah, you uh, can. Yeah, I mean, they're eating. They are very easy to obtain. But yeah, he said that there was an issue when they defrosted. Though Aww. was that it smelled terrible. Mm. But somebody on set had the brilliant idea to um, use. Uh, I feel like they used like peroxide or something to dehydrate them. It was wild. They said, yeah, the next day they were all just like these defrosted, but like hard dead rats you know, like yeah wow i really loved that story <laughs> and side note to that story is that years later he was staying at my house when on a job here and i had rats in my vents that uh, were needing to be taken care of oh and so i had a rat trap up there and it woke me up in the middle of the night snap i've never heard a rat scream and this thing oh, fucking geez. lost its shit <laughs> i just screamed 
screaming, and I was I didn't want to like touch it, and Max was there, and he's like, oh. I've fucking done this before. So he just like goes, he doesn't even, he says, you got an old sock or something? Like he didn't even want a glove. <laughs> he just like grabbed it, yeah. got that motherfucker and threw it away. And he's like, okay, I'll take care of. It's like, thanks, Max. Oh yeah. my God. Wonderful pets. Well, these rats is... that we're dealing with, they were, yeah, they these were, rats were not good pets. They are feral yeah. you didn't rats. didn't give them a chance. Could have been your best friend. Could have been a classic. <laughs> Willard. I'm not talking about Ralph here. It's yeah. the, like, the life. The life. The motorcycle ex- mouse. <laughs> the life expectancy is is like only a rat. year for a rat, anyway, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Seems Same with hamsters and jar- like gerbils and stuff like that. They last longer. No, they last don't. longer is a weird way to put that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow God that feels more insensitive Jesus. than anything I yeah, just said. Yeah. Shit, it's like minimum viable product. Yeah. <laughs> So you know I love a best friend movie. I love it when two characters come together and they become inseparable best friends forever. And I think this is a situation... Like Midnight Run. Ugh. That movie is not as good as you say it is. Just saying. I'm in the right company for it, though. I don't know yet. (laughs) Took your shot when you could. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Bunch of weirdos. When Dan and Herbert become Herbert become best friends after fighting that cat, that's what I'm saying. Like that is the moment that they become connected, and it's a really it's trauma though. But it's a weird and moment. united purpose. He it, it sells guess, him, it sells him on the reanimation. It does sell him on that, but it's it's like you have a horrible thing where you see this traumatic, horrific situation where he's reanimated your dead cat, probably after killing him, mm. and then reanimates him again after they toss him against a wall and the mm-hmm. cat basically explodes. That's the fucked up part. Oh, it's great. That little, yeah. little, the that. little, the little blood, blood falls after. I mean, that happens yeah. twice. Yeah. When, uh, yeah. When, a, when something gets thrown against the wall. Really, the, 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 the only moment in that scene that I think is truly fucked up is when Herbert uh, um, psychs him out and he's like wait, wait, watch right there and he's not he, he starts <laughs> laughing at him I'm like got you motherfucker he's like right now <laughs> now is the time yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's but the thing is that, that by that by that by the time that happens and he's also encouraged to believe in the serum is that we've already characterized him as a doctor who has prevented to save many of the lives that he's obviously tried to save in the operating room or in the doctor's office or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's constantly taking bodies to the morgue. <laughs> well, they also establish early on that he has kind of an issue with that, where he's spending a little too much time trying to resuscitate that yeah. woman. Yes. And his, because I assume this is his residency, so that's got to be... Uh, his, you know, it's his boss, but you know, she's like, yeah. you know, a good doctor knows when to quit. Which actually, that's Stuart Gordon's wife, by the yes. way, that plays yes, that, that it one. Is. Huh. But I don't yeah. think they're. Even, I think he's still in school. I don't think it's his residency. So I don't oh, know. Is it? Okay. It, yeah, you're right. His third yeah. Year oh, yes. it is because yeah, because yeah. He's, they're threatening to revoke his t- uh, yeah. scholarship. scholarship. That's yeah. right. Okay. Which is yeah. like, why is he doing these things? Shouldn't he be studying? Yeah, I don't true. know what medical school is like. I guess mm. they make yeah. it sound real hard. Maybe that's just a, yeah. Do you, do you get I mean, to I've actually seen, try I've and resuscitate? all that's just extend Christ. my yeah. poor scrubs. <laughs> what a big ding in the medical professions. Yeah, so uh, none of our moms watch General Hospital. I, I guess, guess not. Because no. if we did, I worked on General Hospital. Oh, <laughs> is that true? It's very true. That's they awesome. I came to Universal for a week, and I got hired. Yes. As a PA, which in General Hospital, that means doing every single thing. You're like, sure. direct this unit, hold this line. <laughs> it's not far from the truth. When was this? Oh, God, the 2005, 6? Okay. It was 2005. I remember it was 2005. Okay. Yeah. 
because I had a crew shirt because they were here for a week. Awesome. It said, it said General Hospital, 2005, Orlando, Florida. I was like, yeah. You still have that shirt? <sighs> Hope it's so. It's probably in a box. Did they but... shoot like on the Universal backlot? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Huh? So it wasn't like General Hospital goes out for a day to ride roller coasters? <laughs> no, it was like they were trying to be back about it, kind of. It was very, it was very weird, but yeah. Scrubs day out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Surgeons, surgeons fun. Yeah. I don't know. I only, I, we didn't have General Hospital back home, but we had mm-hmm. ER. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, ER. The, the Michael Crichton one. show. Yeah. yeah. The hunkiest bunch of hunks from the night. Yeah. Good, crazy. Well, I don't know. I think, well, Laura knows I... I like that show to the point where I started watching it from the very beginning, like a year and a bit ago. That's a great idea. I should do like a hard ER. <laughs> it is fucking I was just hard a to young. do though. It's really difficult. I mean, my friend Matt started watching Murder She Wrote from the beginning. Yes, <laughs> that was during the lock when lockdown started. Oh he was my like, god! What am I gonna do? And he's like, I was like, there's something like 800 episodes. Did he make it? Fucking I think he champion. did finish it. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I mean, yeah. mine, mine it's only been was... like eight hundred days. It's a solid average. Well, yeah. I feel like I feel like I watched all eight hundred of them with my gran at some point mm-hmm. over the course of our her lifetime. So I mean, yeah, you, you no, could have probably fine. just seen a handful and had the impression. Yeah, you watched them all. Well, normally like, she one. used to watch. Yeah, she used probably. to watch Murder Shiro and also Diagnosis Murder. Oh, nice. yeah. With yeah. what's his face? Um, um, fucking Dick Van Motherfucking yes, Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. Diagnosis murder. Yeah, that was like some of the earliest. In, like, like... In, in my mind, it was always a counterpart to Matlock, but they're very different. They're uh, very, yeah, but they in are. my yeah. seven-year-old mind or whatever that show was on, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, Andy Griffith and Dick Van Dyke." Yeah. You know, that's a buddy show waiting to happen. Hey, wow, great! So I want to get back to their best friendship, which is what I was talking about before, because um, we were talking about how. Through trauma, right? And so he throws the cat up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The cat explodes. But he's more he he's amazing... more motivated by the promise of the serum. Right. Okay. And what it what it brings it's to just his profession. So bananas that he saw what the serum did to his cat, yet he's still one hundred percent on board with the whole operation. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. very strange. And he does it again, and he says that amazing thing. What does um, what does Herbert West say after they reanimate the cat again? Well, he says, because um, Dan says, he's like, no, you lowered his body temperature. He oh, wasn't yeah, really yeah. dead. He's like, well, do you agree he's dead now? And he picks it up and drops it. He says, do you agree it's dead now? He's like, it's got a broken back. Don't expect it to tango. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great line. Yeah, <laughs> screeching puppet that can't really move because all of its fucking bones are broken I like, I like i like that bit uh, where he's they find the cat the dead cat in his slightly open fridge in his room and they're like well you could have wrote me a note and he's like what would the rope said like cat dead details later mm-hmm. you know? yeah. which i saw that as somebody had as a tattoo as like a post-it note <laughs> wow that's great that had, it was like man i wish i would have thought of that yeah, i would have that on me right excellent. now that's perfect and i still may that. just steal it like yeah. that's something I, I really need on need yeah that. Oh, that's wonderful. I think that's perfect. <laughs> yes, Man. I think that's perfect. That's that's someone that you could be a best friend with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. End of the day, we get to see we get to see old Jeffrey, our friend Jeffrey. He just like chooses the scenery and he's just like fighting a fucking reanimated cat with a croquet bat. That's all I'm happy seeing. Oh, a, such a good Halloween costume, you guys. Mm. Two seconds. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Such a good Halloween costume. Two seconds. Spooky penis month. There we go. <sighs> I love that. I don't know. Like, he's a perfect mad scientist, mad doctor, 
and best friends after this nonsense. And they, they just jump on board with this bullshit just from here on out. Like, yeah, it's the two yeah. of them, the tag team the forever. Station. Yeah. And, and he knows how bad it is. And that's the <laughs> thing. Like, he doesn't seem to ever want to, like, change up the serum. He's just like, I just need fresher bodies. Yeah. Every single time he's like, it's not fresh enough. It's not fresh enough, which is the same thing he says in the stories. As yeah. Well, because yeah. well, he's hard. He, I mean, that when he's um in, uh, we haven't, we get introduced to uh, Dr. Hill at this point, the villain of the story. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they really do establish that the, the whole um, brain death when that, and that's what he's trying yeah. to yep. narrow down on is the, six how long? Six to 12 minutes. Six to 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's breaking his pencils in his class. I got. Oh, I was yeah. going to bring that up. <laughs> so weird. I yeah. love it. Such yeah. this very strange thing that just Mr. Like, West, stops I the movie. Mr. West, I suggest you get yourself so a pen. pen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The great cornball line. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's so combative. Is why are you feeding? You know, we're all here to learn, and you're yeah, feeding drivel. him this. He uses the word drivel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I yeah, love. Yeah. yeah. That is that is a word from home. Drivel. Wonderful. <laughs> love it. Stop talking drivel, Ryan. Okay. Um, no, well, I mean, well, yeah. Well, he, Hill's got the dead man's handshake, as we see. Yes, when he when he's shakes, at dinner, yeah. When he shakes uh, Dan's hand mm-hmm. at the dinner table, yeah, he does that like. Weak... It's still it's deliberately dismissive, so it's kind oh, of I like can't... he's it's like you kiss this hand. It's kind of very limp. Mm. It's a you dead man's people, handshake. Like, expect a lady's handshake to be back. Yeah. In the yeah. And I refer, limp. yeah, and I don't, obviously don't want to come across as this kind of masculine asshole, but I've, 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 you know, you shake hands in your lifetime, and I remember once this is the one of the one of the more horrific things I've ever, I've ever done. But what? I remember, uh, <laughs> no, I remember it was I met a friend of a friend, and I shook his hand, and it was like shaking the hand of a skeleton. It was like the slightest, softest handshake. And it's like it's like you were like holding on to nothing but air, but you knew there was substance there. Turns out he was on chemo. Oh. Jesus, Josh. <laughs> he was he was perfectly healthy. I will put that out there. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can just demonstrate. So, Ty, put your hand out. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, see, yeah, it's strange, it's right? Like fish. Yeah, yeah, see, it's they like there's like nothing there. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's just like there's just no grip there. Yeah, I knew the guy had some grip. Like there was something there. Like he he had plenty of. Uh, I was going to say jokes, but it wasn't very funny. Um, it's a thing that often happens to women, though, where men will go to shake y- your hand, and they expect a woman to to kind of curve their hand, and so they'll, when the man goes in for the handshake, let's do it again, okay. they'll come in like this. Oh, okay. And, and kind of, yeah. like, grab a, the inside of your hand, yeah. and, it's, yep. and, and I'm like, why are you shaking my hand like that? Like yeah, I'm a dainty... Weird. Yeah. Like I'm a dainty lady. As if they're going to pull it up and kiss it or something weird. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just treat it all the same. Just have it. Just go in nice and I've firm. I've people for doing Tall that Tall arm. Me. Your forearms like fucking yeah. thing. Just like, just shake it nice and you hard. You gotta assert dominance. Yeah. But it's or like competition. Least, yeah, but hopefully, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's the real man Jesus. in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just shook his hand and he broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up to a pivotal scene, which is the first of two penis scenes in this film. Mm. Yes. At around 51 minutes, where they actually get to attempt to reanimate a body, a human body. And it's 
tragic and wonderful. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so bloody. I love it. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember everyone's name. So Barbara Crampton's on-screen father is not happy with Abbott as a sewer. Um, and they've already found out about the experiments and everything that's kind of going on. And, and their friendship. Leading into, yeah. Well, basically, like, I mean, uh, Wet West, uh, Combs, Combs' character is... Uh, is uh, yeah, he's uh, he's being blacklisted because he's fucking crazy. Yeah, no yeah. shit. I mean, he starts yeah. at this school. He's been there what three days, and he's Pretty already much. like killing animals, <laughs> yeah. and he's got his special yeah. serum. Mm-hmm. And why is he even going to school? It was access to the lab. Like yeah, that's yeah. All yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that's really it. Yeah. yeah, he had nothing more to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Access yeah. to mm-hmm. the freshest bodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the most freshest stuff. So they find this super fresh bodybuilder essentially. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, the fucking tank. The guy who's a human tank. We've got to talk about that guy. Oh, you got. I got it too. Okay. You can do it. You have no, a no, guest. No, no. You have a tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the the, the first <laughs> so the man that we're talking about is who's the first person reanimated in the morgue um, is Peter Kent, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double on fourteen different films. Yay! Starting Whee! with the Terminator, all the way through Jingle All the Way. Wow! Okay, I yep. love that. That I was the no He's like, he's like, I'm out on a high note. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. is. I mean, yeah. that is a high note. So hmm. I and it makes sense. He's massive. Yeah. Yes. Like once yeah. you know that and you watch it, you're like, yeah, that guy is kind of a fucking ringer for Schwarzenegger. Hell yeah. 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 Well, there's yeah, there's photos of him on uh, I think like the Predator set as well, like him mm. and like they're shaking hands and like hugging and stuff like that. Like they are literally. <laughs> they are literally the exact same size. Oh my gosh, are they best friends too? They, I, they, I think us? they actually were. I love it. No, legitimately, like I think yeah. they were. I love a, a, like, a tale of friendship. Yeah, guys. it's like friend yeah. slash bodyguard slash double. They were like, Aww. yeah, no, it actually does. I kind of want that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's the biopic we deserve. Yeah, Indeed. he's still he's still living though, right? He's still he's still around. They can play, be- they can I play themselves so. then. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe he is, but I haven't looked it up in a couple years. I don't know. If, I, don't know I, if I haven't checked up on Peter Kent. Yeah, all uh, right. Someone let's do a just wellness the, check on Peter Kent. Well, look, let's just assume the glass is. And this full. biopic ends with Jingle All the Way. Oh my God, it's perfect. <laughs> it's so wonderful. I think Jingle All the Way is okay. He is alive. You guys, it's Oof. fine. Oh, okay, he is uh, just fine. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Well, I'm assuming if he's built like Arnold, he'll last like Arnold. What if they dropped lasted. that at the exact same time. Aww. <laughs> well, they like would the never notebook? miss each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this reanimated well, that's, how they, that's how they figure out who's going to be a stun double is like when the babies are born at the exact same time. I'm assuming they just slop <laughs> it onto the floor. Yeah. I mean, there he is. There he is. That's that's him there. Make sure he's ready. <laughs> this could be like the new story of twins. Hmm. Mm. True. True. Twins. But then, yeah, but yeah. then it's like it's a little bit too literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, no, they were they were actually twins. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they were twins. They were twins. Yeah, come yeah. on, Laura. I'm really sorry. Don't take it away. Shh. So this reanimated corpse. Okay. It's he so tries good. the so serum, which he knows the dead is all. Meatball. <laughs> Um, obviously, this experiment doesn't go well, as as is typical. It depends. I mean, it works. It works. It works. And it 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 he does reanimate. Mm-hmm. It's just he does cause a little bit of chaos. 
he kicks down a fucking freezer door. Like a so walk-in good. freezer door off yeah. the hinges. Yep. It it's crushes, amazing. Crushes, crushes the Dean. Crushes the fucking Dean. Basically smashes all of his teeth out. Yeah. yeah. And proceeds. This man's naked as well because he's in the yeah. morgue. Yep. Which is where, you know, the penis is just there existing. It is flopping around. Flopping around yep. like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been erect, but... <laughs> I guess they weren't going for realism in this movie. <laughs> Which is interesting because they were. Because they brought all the cast members to the morgue yeah. and then they had photos oh, yeah. Yeah. of... Uh, uh, oh God, what's it called when you cut open a body? Cadavers? Or autopsy? Autopsy. They had yeah. autopsy pictures given them to the, self, uh, the special effects people going, this is what we want it to look like. And the special effects guys are like, ooh, <laughs> 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 I don't want this. So, yeah, an erect penis, you know? I mean, I feel like I'm right. No, I Everything's think, yeah, just going like, yeah. full throttle yeah. with that guy. Yeah, like, it's, it's I mean, hard. he is yeah. reanimated, so he's yeah. probably full of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. There is such he's, a thing as everything's a... Everything's pumping at a million yeah. miles there an hour. There is such a thing as a death erection. Sure. It's like people who get like We've all uh, seen clerks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like people who get severe <laughs> neck injuries. They just get unstable kind of blood flow, and they end up getting erections at the same time. <laughs> they can't move, but they have an erection. There's nothing they can do about it. That's <laughs> like it's like sleep paralysis. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Sleep erections. Yeah, it's like if you get part. Yeah, if you get I mean, paralyzing, I, I only get, get erections when I see my sleep paralysis demon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Another story yeah. of action. When he's very when he's scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When so the demon's sitting on anymore. my lap, yeah. Or at least I hope it's a demon sitting on my lap. Uh, yeah. The... He fucking kicks down the door and crushes yeah. him on the other side. I know, it's rough, and he just jumps on it, doesn't and he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just yeah. jumps yeah. right it's, on his face. It's purposely brutal. Yeah, because I, I can't, I, I mean, how many times have I seen the movie? Maybe like, I don't know, 10, 10 or 15 times or something at this point. But I don't remember the crunching of when he jumps on it to be so clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in his teeth. Yeah. Oh, his fucking teeth are all fucked up. They're all like tiny little like slathers that are in mm. his mouth still. Little Willem I noticed some of this kind nuggets. of stuff when I finally bought the Blu-ray a couple years ago. Because right. I had the same... Double disc mm. DVD in the green yep. case, and uh, like, there oh, are shit. those clear as day. That are oh yeah, amazing. yeah. There's a few. There's a there's a couple of different versions of the movie, and I feel like the version we watched today, which we watched on Shutter, because we don't we don't have we don't have Reanimator on on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, Not yet. Well, no, I think I did have so, have a version of it at some point, but uh, yeah, no no idea where it is. So I kind of feel like some of these scenes and some of these moments are elongated in the unrated cut which i feel like judging by the amount of research we've done on all the rest of the films that we've covered on this podcast tend to be the european releases <laughs> um, yeah that's yeah. technically true the those in the director's cut those gore scenes are longer but it's actually a shorter cut of the total running time of the film yeah right okay it's yeah. a tighter cut yeah right. okay yeah. and so. then there is an in integral version that they put where it's yes. the unrated and the R and they put the the, the, the yeah, scenes the that are in the R that aren't yeah. in the unrated and they put them together yeah. and it's like 103 minutes. Yeah. Right. Huh. So. Okay. Which, okay. that's my personal favorite version. But yeah, I don't know. The longer the better, I feel like. <laughs> hey Personally. I'm trying to think of what else to say about this scene. It's it's wild. There's so many he things that happen. He fucking picks him up. He throws him against the wall. He does a, he does a winter, winter uh, 
was that, uh, Virgin, Virgin Spring, Spring. And, fucking just, like, <laughs> and just throws him against the wall. Everything's crashing around, and obviously, you know, Herbert West has to get in there and just fucking drill him in the spine. Oh. But can we talk yeah. about that weird Bone two-handed saw. punch that uh, he's doing? He's like, Bleh. Bleh. he's taking like, he's not just yeah. like punching the guy or grabbing his hair. He's taking these weird uh, yeah. two-handed axe chops, like, yeah. bam, with that <laughs> big flat, yeah. like, sound. The thing like is, that. the thing is, if you use both Very of your big. arms at the same time, it is twice as strong. <laughs> False. That's science. <laughs> False. <laughs> it's the reason why in the fight between Kirk and Spock. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's why. Fist around. That's why it works. Anyway, it's just odd. So interject. But yes, he, of course uh, it's odd. The, the... <laughs> it's very odd. It looks weird and strange. It does. It's like it's like you're swinging a baseball bat, except you don't have a baseball yeah. bat. Yeah, and yeah. the big the big sound effect they put under it like brings it even Doosh. more. Like, oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Why is that happening? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of also like obviously with the death of this reanimated individual. Um, they're not they're not zombies in this movie. No, Whereas like yeah, you you destroy the head or the brain or whatever, and they stop they stop moving. Um, in this, I'm assuming it's just get rid of the vital organs and they'll just yeah, die them, like, yeah, as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, because technically, when the head is removed, it's still alive. Yeah, to be fair. Um, yeah, that's like in the story, uh, all of the corpses that he's reanimating, they'll either escape yep. in the story, mm-hmm. and they're just running around like kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. How he was like hunting him; he was always worried that he was going to come back and kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and or he would just kill them with a gun. They would just shoot them. Yeah. Because this is like a kind of... it never of, went well. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I always... This was always... This film was always pitched to me, or at least the idea of Reanimator was always pitched to me as if it was kind of like a zombie flick. And it, it really isn't. No. It's no. kind of like a weird hybrid between, I guess, like a rising from the dead idea, plus, obviously, the Frankenstein's monster idea, um, which I feel like is more prevalent in, obviously, Bride of Reanimator. Oh yeah, well he's, he's got a god complex. Yeah, he's constructing sure. something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, well, I remember was it was it Yesnai that said he wanted it to be, oh man, what was it? Um, the production values of the Howling with, oh my God, what was the other thing? Like the body count of something else. Oh, I've actually oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I just thought it was such a great quote. Now I can't remember it. Oh, Evil Dead 2. It was like, oh, it was okay. the, the the body count and gore of Evil Dead 2 with the production values of the howling. Nice. I was like, mm, okay. It's very specific. Huh. He knows what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, what 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 Yosna wants, Yosna gets. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Yeah, when he brings out that bone saw thing. Yeah. I love a bone saw. Yeah. Right through the chest. Bone saw. Yeah. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> I mean, well, I a guess... lot of stuff happens here as well. I mean, the Dean is killed, yep. and that's, you know... Kind of Megan's... a little shocking, like, early oh, yeah. on. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty early well, they, on. Yeah. Yeah. They it... kill him, and I'm then obviously Herbert her West dad. has yeah. the fantastic idea of being like, he is the freshest He's corpse the... we have. He is so... the sweetest, well, that's... freshest body I've ever seen. That, that's a good moment, too, because that's when you really see his, uh, just how amoral he is about the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Where he's like, sure, do we care. see a, there's, like, there's no time to just discuss this. We, yeah. this is the freshest body we have, but we're doing yeah. it. Like, there's no moment of him hesitating. Have you ever seen a, uh, human with a decapitated head 
trying to maneuver around. I love this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. So is this when Dr. Hill comes... Does he come over to West's house with the, all the experiments is like is that mm-hmm. when that happens and he's in yeah. his lab in yeah. the basement and he's looking at all of his data. But it's also and yeah, it's notes. also coupled with the fact that obviously um, that you know Dean gets arrested um, and he's acting erratically. Um, yep, he's in a straight jacket. He's got a mystery jacket. He's got the padded fucking, room. Yeah, yep. but, well, fuck it. Hill's got a got an office and he's got his own padded room connected to the office. That is strange. He has a two way mirror in his well, office. Well, because he said. Oh, yeah, we haven't really addressed yet also that he's developing this laser technology to control, to mind control. Yes. Yeah. So this that's is a, a whole subplot that's actually, it was years before I realized that's what was going on. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that's a subplot that is not included in the R-rated version of the film, yes. but is but is integrated into the end of the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah because he of, has, yeah. he does mind control all of the of. The corpses. Yeah, he like yeah. hypnotizes them. Right. Yes. He's doing hypnotism at some point, mm-hmm. like concurrently with the laser or yeah. Because yeah. none of that stuff it's a little in, vague. Yeah, none yeah. of that oh, yeah. stuff that we watched today had any of that stuff included, other than the fact that he's drilling holes into the heads of dead bodies. Which is pretty much what he's doing at the beginning of the film when we first meet him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and he's always talking about how he's found the part of the brain that controls free will. Mm-hmm. And so he's like that's probably part of that mind control thing where yeah, maybe, yeah. He's, yeah. maybe he's drilling that yeah. out of them, yeah. drilling Lobotomy. that part of the free will out of the brain. That's yes. why like his, the, the Dean was lobotomized. Yeah. So there is that, that scene where Dr. Hill is going to try to steal Herbert West's. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was research. Research. Yeah. And in an incredible a decision that he made to grab a snow shovel yep. and smash... Well, he knows... He knew... Well, Hill knew Gruber. Yeah. He knew the work of Gruber. Oh, correct. And for whatever, for whatever reason, they did not agree and Wes was working with Gruber. So they're all kind of interconnected in one way or another. It's a small medical world. But, yeah, I mean, th- there's that gruesome moment where he... <laughs> batters hill in the back of the head with that snow shovel and then decapitates him fucking love it so much so that was good. part of the original story where they were in the great war and of course herbert west wanted to be a surgeon in the war so he could have like a fresh supply of bodies all the time mm-hmm. and his old like professor who was also a doctor and a surgeon um was in a helicopter or a plane crash in the war this is in the story not in the movie right so they bring in the body and the, it's decapitated. And so he tries to reanimate the body other than the head, but then it, it reanimated both. And so uh. th- then a bomb like dropped on the tent where they were doing the surgery. So they had no idea what happened to like the body, but eventually it comes back in the very last story where he has like the, the body is reanimated and, and like fully aware of everything that's happening. And he makes himself a wax head. Uh, in the story okay okay and they lead a revolution to basically disembowel herbert west in the story it's kind of amazing that's fun yeah huh yeah Yeah. so that's i think that's where this came from because they did put all the stories together so you Mm -hmm. have eventually hill who is reanimated where his head's reanimated his body's reanimated and they're and they're working together yeah but for whatever reason he puts on that model head that he had on his desk 
and like straps it to his body. Well, he's trying to get past the security guard. Yeah, he's yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, yeah. 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 uh, he puts the surgical mask on too, so he thinks he can. But here's just... here's but he... the, here's the thing: it's obviously played for laughs. Yes, it this is, is a comedy. Because of course, I'm like, you could put your own head back yeah. on. That like, wouldn't be funny though. Yeah, but that wouldn't be funny. Yeah, yeah. It's only funny when it's like half also of a diorama. like yeah. Also, I kind of feel like they were they're working within the means of their special effects budget as well. So yeah. I mean, I yeah. I think that was the most expensive thing was that head, like dealing <laughs> with that head. Yeah, as far as I'm yeah I'm, I'm don't, yeah I don't think you're actually wrong there because I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. Yeah. I like too yeah. that there is a security guard at this morgue, and right away they establish that even the security guard doesn't understand why he's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he yeah. jokes immediately. No one's trying to break in, and nobody's breaking yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> he's always that might, that might also yeah. be the only issue I have with this film is that there's this long hallway. It's relatively quite narrow. That's where they put the desk yeah. that he's yeah. checking. <laughs> yeah, and then it's obviously sense. just adjacent to where the door is. There's a similar thing in Jason Goes to Hell, too. I don't know. Maybe this is just a, a horror comedy thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just hmm. doesn't make sense why it's there. Yeah. Well, he's just. Well, I do. I like the idea that every time someone comes down, he's just desperate to talk to someone. So he has <laughs> like a joke to say. Yeah. And he's just like, I need to get a coffee. <laughs> he's adorable. He's really great during the whole end sequence as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he does, he he, he analyzes the situation. He's just like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. And he just <laughs> yeah. fucking books it out of there. <laughs> he, he appropriately responds to the yeah. chaos. He's like, nope. This section of the film uh-huh. where we have Dr. Hill's Reanimated body and reanimated head in a yes. tray. Okay, uh-huh. this is so disgusting and so memorable that I I don't even know how to put it into words properly. I'm trying to remember the sequence of events as well about how we also get Barbara Crampton in the room. I'm trying to remember. Well, the thing is, uh, Herbert. Uses, Herbert oh, the dad comes. He yeah. uses the mind control to he get her father. Yeah. Oof. To yep. uh, yeah, that's obtain see, her. Yeah, it's yeah. the first yeah. time we see the mind control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. he re- Because he wants to fuck. He wants. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He. The, the reanimated dad, Dean, throws her on the table. Or she's, she's like knocked out, right? Yeah, she's knocked out. She's knocked out at this yeah. point. Rips her shirt off. Yeah. Rips her panties Ugh. off. Yeah. Yeah. And straps her down to this table. Rather loosely, yeah. luckily. Mm, yeah. Um, she's just I love that insert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, noted. Yeah. And then Hill can try to have his way with this woman. In the best way possible. Oh! It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Well, using. Go for it. Go for it, Josh. Come on. <gasps> Holding his own severed head. And it's interesting that he is being relatively polite given the situation. What? Because yeah, what? he I mean he could just go to thrusting. He could just jam at home. But no, he's going to Oh my god. <laughs> he performs cunnilingus on her, which I think is a nice gesture to start. Does he actually do that in the version you watched? Yeah. Like oh, I mean he not, doesn't do not, it it's in not the extended, one. but it's it's definitely what he's doing down there. Yeah. He does yeah. get yeah. there yeah. in the yeah, I mean, version. Yeah, I mean there's you see he is more interrupted. Yeah, there's more yeah. shots in the yeah. the longer version of the movie, yeah. Um Ew. 
this kind of brings me to a funny anecdote. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the first time I ever watched this movie <laughs> was at the, uh, the early days of Netflix when it was still DVD in the mail. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, I wanted to watch it. I had read about it. And so I ordered it. Comes in the mail. Open it up. I'm at home. I'm 16, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately, my fairly Christian mother sees it. She's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. I saw that in theaters with your dad. I haven't seen it since then. <laughs> and she suggests, this is what's the key here, she suggests that we watch it together. Oh. Uh, and oh. I was like, yeah. And Aww. something interesting about her is that she was relatively conservative, but she always kind of like secretly really liked uh, cheesy horror movies. Like especially like 80s you know, gory comedies. <laughs> she like never t- like she's like always had like don't tell anybody at church sort of thing. But Aww. she was she was into that shit. Like anything too gross. Like she wasn't like not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like Freddy. You know, was her jam. Uh, so and we're fine. The whole movie, like we're okay. And again, I'm like 16. I'm not a ki- little kid. Yeah. Well, that scene Ooh. comes up and. I have never seen a look like that on my mother's face. Just, like, I think that her knee-jerk was to blame me. (laughs) But then she processed it real quickly, and then it was instantly shame. All while trying to get the remote to work, to turn it off, and she couldn't. So she's just mashing fucking buttons. (laughs) Just can't handle it. But what's really funny is that a similar thing happened, like, not two weeks prior, that I ordered the uncut version of Requiem for a Dream because I had only seen the R-rated version. Oh when I got that in the mail, she says to me, oh, I've read about that movie. I heard it's really upsetting. I had only seen the R-rated version. <laughs> so I suggested that we watch it together. Oh, no. And a very similar series of events happened at the ass-to-ass scene, but it was my fault. <laughs> And so I held that shit over her head, being like, well, I guess we're square now, aren't we, Mom? Oh. <laughs> you know what? I I read that it, it was a rumor that David Gale's wife divorced him after she saw the movie and saw that scene. That she couldn't oh. deal with that scene, and she was so horrified fuck's sake. that she divorced him. Oh, well, I, had, like, I, heard, I had heard that like she like had a visible reaction in the theater. Like, yeah. she, she really hated it, but I, I think it was the, that. It was probably just a joke around the crew. That, like, unless oh, that, you, she unless like that, Wasn't this like that recent story with, with Arnold, and I think he's still married to Maria Shriver, where he lied about not doing the sex scenes in Conan, but then he did. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not happy about it, even to this day, <laughs> from hearing about it now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean so he didn't long really, ago. He didn't, yeah, well, he didn't really fuck that witch. I mean, he just kind of, you know. I can't imagine being upset if you're married off. to an actor. Yeah, right. Right. I, that yeah. seems a little silly to well, me. Well, you have to be yeah. honest. That's the thing. I, I do agree with that. If yes. that was the actual yes. issue, but I don't know. Yeah. Seems a little silly to lie about it in the first place. Yeah. Well, it's Everyone because, involved yeah. seems pretty insecure. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there's pro- <laughs> there's probably there's probably some other indiscretions that Arnold is not disclosing that you know. Right, and he's, you and know. he's already been uncovered for plenty of them. Yeah, that's true. Like you know, he's got a few. So maybe David yeah. Gale was just fucking everybody prior to that. <laughs> and this was just, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So 
That, yeah. That cocksmith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got he's, uh, he's got those receding gums. That's for oh, sure. Oh man. Yeah. Just the ass hair. Fucking my God. Teeth. The hair that looks simultaneously soft and hard at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This leads right into the final penis scene, which mm. is a penis extravaganza at the end of this film. Yeah, bad Totally. <laughs> Cocktoberfest. Yeah, Cocktober. yeah. <laughs> you just blew my mind right now. <laughs> That's what the series should have been called yeah. for these fucking Spooky movies. penis month? I'm an idiot. Cocktoberfest. <laughs> We're changing it next year. This is it. I want to this is our very, yeah. our very last. I do want. I month. do want to point out that on the list of names for things that we were gonna do, Cocktoberfest was on there. Was it? Yes, and you didn't like it. I like spooky penis. Ah, should month. we yeah. record some like wild lines of saying Cocktoberfest so that you could just put it over <laughs> spooky penis month? Like you just go back and be like, that never happened. Yeah, but the thing about? is, like, always she, she can record them. I'm going to leave them where they are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're changing it. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. I love that. Well, I mean, that, that's fine. You have to give credit to Josh Martin. So, like, every <laughs> time you, you say it, it's like, it's like, yeah. My inflection were, yeah. is what sold it. <laughs> Clearly, just reading it wasn't enough. You needed the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the reaction just being, nope. <laughs> so, I was I'm really like, disappointed okay. in my past self. The end scene is absolute and utter mayhem anarchy mm -hmm. yes where you see hills uh mind control go up and all of the corpses get up because you've got everyone's there now because we've got yep. uh, megan yeah. was saved well all of all table. of yeah all of the corpses that we were like oh i wonder what they look like that we'd been introduced to before uh we finally get to see and, and yeah. they're all real naked. Yeah, everyone's oh, yeah. everyone's. Oh, they're all completely oh, yeah. naked. Yeah, and these I'm aren't glad, like, yeah. I mean, all bodies are beautiful. Blah blah blah. But these aren't like attractive, stereotypically Hollywood attractive people. Yeah, I was kind of curious where they that. got these guys from. <laughs> yeah, like an immortalized oh, this beautiful fuck. body. I do the the thing that gets me about this moment when they all wake up. The one that always gets me is 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 the guy who's like pulling the shit out of his fucking mouth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like he makes his presence known quickly. Yeah, and I'm I'm not even too sure what they are. I'm assuming it's like medical cabling, but I always thought it was just like his fucking inner throat that he's just like pulling out. Well, he has. <laughs> I, I thought he had guts and stuff hanging out as well. Yeah, that yeah. Some of them gut work. A lot yeah. of intestines yeah. going on in this. Well, scene. we wa we watched it this time. I I I, I mean, I guess like I I'd, I'd seen this sequence like god knows how many times and i i think when we were vetting this film in particular for these moments because again i was just like i mean we could do reanimator and you're like what and i'm like no we could do reanimator because there's fucking naked people in reanimator it's loads of totally ticks. forgot and like reanimator and you're like what are you doing and we only watched that bit where he crushes the guy with the door and then the ending sequence of reanimator where it's just cocks are plenty. Cock, yeah, cockapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> so we get past the cockapalooza, and then there's the part where uh, Dean, um, he he comes to his, his senses, to his, or as far that he, he can come to his senses, and he takes Hill's head, and he crushes it with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to protect his daughter. He finally, you know, after her screaming the whole time, yeah, he starts fighting back all the... The naked corpses. Yes, I say. I mean, it's my favorite bit in the movie, probably. It's yeah, where he crushes it. Yeah, Lucius's eyeballs. Yep. Yeah. Just a, a lot of eyeball work in this movie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of popping eyeballs. Mm. Yes. 
So he pushes his eyes into his fucking head, and then he crushes it like a little water balloon, and then he throws it at the wall, and then we see the reaction of the security guard, who's then like, yes, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm going home. Who, I love his magazine, Boudoir. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great, if it was never a magazine, like it should, if it was never a real skin mag, it absolutely should be. Oh, you know? yeah. Somebody, boudoir, such, it like, just feels just the right amount of trashy. Yeah. You know, like a Circle K in a well-lit neighborhood. Right. It's like, yeah, this is, this, this is like, this is riding a fine line here. <laughs> oh my God. That, yeah, it's, oh, there's so many bodies. There's a whole, there's that whole thing where Herbert's like wrapped up with that dude's intestines. So this is, yeah, this wow. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so the, this is where it does turn like dead alive for like one moment. Yeah. 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 Kind of, I, I like that it's not just, it's not just the body, it's not the head, it's not the hands. Yeah. It's like every Everything single Everything is piece animated now. Yeah. yeah. Has a well, mind it, of its yeah. own. It kind yeah. Of, it, it, it becomes a little bit more Aldrich and, mm. and kind of falls more into that kind of Lovecraftian stuff where yeah, it's true. like almost otherworldly, um, yeah. which I quite, I quite adore Hell that yeah. moment for. Cause it's like the bright light coming out of it. And it's kind of just like, yeah, you're, you're going to pass into another dimension through this man's chest, which I think's <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but then we don't really see that stuff until much later on. And uh, like from beyond, which yeah, I think is yeah. his follow up film. After that was it his is, follow yeah, this right one. Yeah. yeah. We're Love kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton kind of switch characters too. Yeah, mm. yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no dick in it. I wish that there was. And it's a yeah. movie where you would fully expect oh, to see. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's too sexy. It's got all the leather work. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oof. So. Yeah. I mean, really, Barbara Crampton shines in that movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. <laughs> but it that's when not. boys become men. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. At that point, yeah, you probably. Yeah. I think I became a man too. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a really soft spot for Reanimator, so I feel like Reanimator, just for its... It's it's a little bit more hokey and a little bit more ropey, and I kind of appreciate that a little bit more, because mm. From Beyond, is, it feels incredibly polished. I actually think part. From Beyond is a bit meaner, too. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, not, as, it's not as overly fun at points, yeah. so it does feel a little... It's a lot kind of... wetter. I want to talk about the very last reanimated body that's that's chasing them down, is chasing down Dan and Megan as they're trying to get yeah. to the elevator, uh, is naked as well. I don't know. Well, he's, they're he all is, naked. Well, he but... is, yeah, well, he's the guy who got the shotgun to the face. Yeah. That's that one. Yeah, that's because they, when they label them all, he's the one. But he just, again, um, I don't know how he's able to do it, but Abbott just kind of pushes the wound further into his head and he just kind of kills him. Well, he also chops up his arm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He Fire got the axe. axe no, it's not. That's a different. No, that's a different guy. Oh, that's really? a different guy. Yeah, it's a different character. Yeah, he doesn't get up again. There's huh. a guy who gets the shotgun to the face, and then there's the one who's like the the horrendous burn victim, who's like all burned on on one side. Oh, that's okay. two different. Yeah, two different reanimated. It's it's reanimated. Reanimated. Yes. Okay. I do love that they would make use of, like, the fact that they were building sets and do these, like, not always perfectly executed or timed, but long dolly shots. Yeah. They're, like, come yeah. out of an elevator, go down to the morgue, go into the morgue, and then, like, come down the hallway at the end towards the elevator to get the kids in there, like... That's one of my... It's, it's some yeah. of, the, like, the, like, few, like, big, like, cinematic flourishes where you're kind of like, oh, he's, he's yeah. doing something. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite... That's one of my favorite shots is when he gets that axe and then the camera falls on yep. tripping right down that fucking hallway yeah. to cut that guy's arm off. 
Yeah, it's cool. opens the... But he doesn't get there quick enough. No. 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 Her fucking neck's all fucked up. Fucking crushed her larynx or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they tried hard enough. <laughs> I don't think they tried hard enough to save her. Just saying. Uh, and okay. also he starts giving her CPR instead of mouth to mouth. Like she needed to breathe because she was choked. And he starts <laughs> trying to... Like, Is he really? Yeah, he's Weird. he's, he's pr- doing Ter- chest compressions. Terrible doctor. But she needs Maybe he should air yeah. to her throat. But if her if, if her throat is crushed, obviously you're not getting air in there. But he never once in, in all I mean, of the I times unless... was trying to give anyone yeah. mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah. I mean, he was also only a medical student. And he was That's surrounded by... He was surrounded yeah, by... CPR was the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I downstairs do love in that morgue dealing with dead people. I do love how fast yeah. uh, Stuart Gordon's wife is Barbara Gordon. He's just kind of like, yeah, call her. Like, yeah. like you can't count to three and she's like yeah she's fucking dead yeah. Yeah. you know what yeah. I really love yeah. about Barbara Gordon is her fucking glasses oh my god yeah. they're, yes. they're just these Oof. thick coke bottle oh they're so good they're, they're so cool good. yeah they're not those they're not those Robocop glasses oh like, I no. love her glasses oh, as well oh she's yeah. she's hot she's got she's got it that chick from RoboCop. Yeah, mm. she's she was doing all right back in 1980. <laughs> uh. I brought a picture of that girl from RoboCop into the eye doctors, and I go, "Can I get? <laughs> Give me this. I'm like, you, can I get these glasses?" And they look at me like I'm a maniac, and they yeah. go, "We don't do that. They're like, you can find some vintage ones and bring them in. We don't sell those." And I was like, "Ugh, she's dead." <laughs> Is <Yeah>. she? <gasps> Until next time. He's no one ever learns their lesson. No. Over and well, over. Well, the thing is, again. all for the advancement of science. But that's they're what not this even. They're, no, making, they're Meg's, not making Meg's notes. Reanimation yeah. is not for the advancement of science. That's True. pure hubris. That he's yeah. so sad that he'll love of his life that he's known for a semester or whatever. Yeah, mm. they're gonna get married. They're fuck buddies at best. Let's be real. They're in, <laughs> yeah. they're in college. That doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, they'll be divorced in ten years. That's probably true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um. Yeah, but no, he's so It's okay when your bride comes up to the altar and she's just foaming at the mouth and she can't say words. It's perfectly okay. <laughs> Yikes. But yeah, no, he injects her with the serum and uh, she mm. comes back alive again. Well, you don't know. Maybe. She, well, she screams. Well, she screams. Maybe she That's does. the final shot. Yeah. Fades to black except for the uh, solution in the syringe. Yeah. The syringe goes down, mm. scream, then that classic... Yeah. Uh, you know, stolen score. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, that glow stick juice. Oh my God. Holy, it's so obvious original. he's not sticking it in her neck, by the way. Like, oh no, yeah. they never, it, you never like, see it go Yeah, like, like they've done it a little better, but that one is so, it's like, oh man, did they, they're just burning out of like the last of their film. Like shit, we have enough for one more take. You yeah, know what right. I mean? It's like, <laughs> you could have done that better. Times. Yeah. And I guess you're supposed to think that Jeffrey Combs is dead. Um, yeah, I They're guess. Trying, they imply it. They the imply thing is, it. it's heavily the thing implied. Is, the thing is, like in in classic horror fashion, if you don't see them die, they're not dead. Yeah. And right. in this so, movie, if you do see them die, no, yes, they're not dead either. They're not dead either. No, they yeah. can be. They can be brought back. I gave him life. Well, we didn't talk about the glow stick juice. I mentioned it just a second ago, but yeah. in a passing comment, that yeah. yes, yeah. it's glow stick juice. That is the serum. One of, yeah, easily one of the simplest and most effective special effects on a film I've ever seen. Barbara Crampton's, like, Crampton's, like, tan and taupe sweater she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Oof. Wow. Just the coziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they kind yeah. of allude to it in uh, Drew Barrymore and Scream. 
It's a very similar sweater. I think it's in my memory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that it's enough that they that somebody somebody in wardrobe on screen was like kind of giggling to themselves. Yeah, all right. I don't think it was an intent. I don't think it was necessarily into the script or something that was a decision by Wes Craven. Sure. I think that there was somebody in in wardrobe remember, on screen. I remember hers was, being more just like straight cable and not just so constant. Fluff. I could be but, wrong, but, but but I mean aesthetically, it is. No. It, it, it was does. Not yeah, at the time. it does kind of ring ring bell. I mean, it's the dress of the innocent. Yeah, it's true. Mm, Big, yeah. comfy, loose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Unsexual. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you. That's what you say. I mean, I mean she's a pretty sexual being in that movie for being so innocent. I mean, we're talking about the conventions of the horror genre. Like, I mean, yeah, they are. Yeah, she's yeah. They're yeah. there for the the sexy, sexy, this sexies. Yeah. They're for the sexies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. So let's go around and we're going to get our ratings from everybody and we're going to start off with our penis scenes and we go on a scale from zero to five. Five being the absolute best, zero being the absolute worst in terms of visibility and context. And we'll go ahead and start with Ty because it's his first time on the podcast. And so what, what say the on visibility and context for those dick scenes? Oh, I mean... They're deep, deeply in context. Uh, I'm going to ding them. Do I rate it separately or as one? I like to put them together just for yeah, the I sake know, of time. Um, all right. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll call it a four because there's lots of context. But I got to take, I got to ding the visibility because it is a little dark. It's artistic, but you're not getting, this isn't like a, you know, sunny day nude. It's, yeah. it's harsh overhead they lighting. They couldn't pay those people two sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some harsh overheads and dark yeah. shadows. So I, presentation could be better, but lots of context. <laughs> one of them's a fucking stuntman. It's like, well, he yeah. would, yeah, no, he would, he would need a, more than a couple of sandwiches. You see the size of that boy? Yeah. He's a you bring in lad. one pro, teach the rest how to do. Yeah, that's true. Oof. Here's your sandwiches. <laughs> Just throw them on the ground to be like, come fight. Um, oh, yeah. a box full of paper sacks. <laughs> Turn it over. Jesus. Roll camera. They're all freaking. It's actually not acting. They're fighting over bags of sandwiches in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. Visibility and context. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna agree with. Co- I mean, context isn't even a question. Clearly, they're nude bodies in a morgue. Uh, but I agree. I'm actually gonna go a little lower. Even I think a three point five. Okay. Mm. Um, I I've seen I've seen better dicks in movies. Mm. Better oh, representation yeah. of dicks in movies. It's it's fine. It's acceptable. But it's, honestly, yeah. I don't even really notice it that much because it's clinical. <laughs> that's true. yeah that's exactly why it's clinical um straight science yeah Yeah. like i mean they could have done some inserts of like some close-ups just saying (laughs) that's fair you you also said that that one wasn't direct so oh and that really does upset me (laughs) (laughs) that that should that his his dick should have been as angry as he was (laughs) 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 just (laughs) screaming okay ryan Visibility and context, please. Okay, so no, I agree with the context, but I do agree with Josh in that it's it's just it's maybe a little bit too dark and there could be a little bit more focus on it. I kind of feel like it's trying to be deliberately quite careful. But I will say this is one of the few occasions where I've gone, 
we can do that movie because there's that there and you didn't you didn't even have an inkling about it that's true where in most cases usually yeah in most cases you're like it's my it's like one of my favorite films of all time you're like yeah there's a dick in there and i have no idea there's a there's a (laughs) cock anywhere in in the existence of that film so i think um, it's because i don't i maybe haven't Oh, no, we watched it together, and then you said it afterwards. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm usually, you know, it's like I see a butt or I see skin, and I'm like, oh, where is it? Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind it? of like, yeah, it's like, like weird perverse nature that you have. That you just kind of see something, and then you kind of point and out. that's why it. we're yeah. all here right now, so mm-hmm. you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. So, for me, I originally had it down as a four, and I think that I always tend to rate things higher just because I'm happy it's there mm-hmm. because obviously I want there to be more of it and have kind of an equal representation. But you also have Especially, to be impartial though. I know. And yeah. you're right. And so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and also give a three and a half. I mean, I could even go to a three, but that I'm not going to do that because there are so many. Volume and three. I, and yeah, I also yeah. saw there are moments in that final chaos scene where you can see some of the actors moving in certain ways and it kind of looks like they are trying to avoid like being fully in front of the camera. Yeah. Um I just I noticed it at least one time. I think I it's saw like, someone in the back yeah. and I'm like, okay, no, he's he's moving his leg in like this certain type of yeah. way. Yeah. And to be to be a bit shielded, which Well is there's fine, already you know. yeah. There's already quite a fraught like there's a fraught kind of situation with the movie is that when it comes out originally it's like unrated until it kind of gets picked up and then it needs to be rated in one way or another so i kind of feel like they're trying to cover all their bases in one way or another Mm. that's that's my only thing for that it's like they're being told to make sure that they do things a certain way and then that's all they were able to get out of all of the things that would be problematic for a ratings board that's probably (laughs) the least of their worries is. Well, I think you'd be surprised, as we have done over 35-something episodes of this podcast, yeah. is that usually when there's a dick involved, that is the primary culprit. <laughs> of it, oh, yeah. yeah. Of it, yeah. Of any kind of it, yeah. Ah, it's like, nope, no, too late. Or it's not like even, in, you know. Yeah, getting an extra NC-17. Yeah, because yeah, no one wants the dreaded NC-17. No. So... You don't get your movie out there. No, no. Or you just release it in Europe only and it gets an 18 rating. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which makes sense. So then we are here for our final ratings of the film altogether. And we'll just go back in a circle again. Ty, what do you think? Zero to five. Five being uh, the tip top culmination of everything you've ever wanted in a film. The zero being it's trash. I mean, it's a solid four, four and a half. I mean, it's I would I would call it one of my favorite movies, um, and a movie I've probably seen not the most, but up there. I mean, it's probably definitely my top ten most seen movies. So, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the four and a half. I think I'm just trying to like not be overly nice, like I feel I can be, but yeah, four and a quarter. Uh-huh. If if you if you desire, about four and a quarter. You can do anything mm. you want with the numbers. Yeah. So except they have to be between zero and five. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh no, I'm not. I, I'm five stars. This is this is <laughs> this is a goddamn perfect movie. Uh, <sighs> my, I, you know, my my letterbox top four are Exorcist, this Female Trouble, and Clifford. Those are the four <laughs> best movies ever made. Oh wait, no, it's your turn. Sorry, you well, go. Ahead. If you want to skip me, I mean that's fine. I think you already know what I'm gonna say. Go for it. Five stars. Yeah, I think <laughs> wow. this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
I I always like the kind of low budget kind of hokey sort of stuff, and this just has a really good story behind it as well. So yeah, I mean I've always liked this movie from the first time I saw it. So just so messy. Yeah, it's I like that so though. Messy. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is very messy. Yeah, but I mean I think it's I think it's got it's it's original. It's got fantastic story. There's a whole bunch of stuff behind it where I'm like there is plenty of occasions where this film would have just like ceased to be in one way or another, depending on the direction that it was going to take. So, uh, yeah, no. And also, it's uh, Jeffrey Combs' best role. Someone he's most it's synonymous most, with. Most frequent yeah. role. <laughs> it's the role he's synonymous with. Yeah. You know? I can't remember all the characters he played in Tell that to a Star fucking Trek. Trekkie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking Star Trek. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't name all the roles he played in the fucking Star Trek shows. Multiple. What do you mean he was in Star Trek? Yeah, all yeah. of them. Was he in Next Generation? Yeah, yeah. starting in Next Generation and on. Really? I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know the shows that well. So, yeah. I but love I do Next know Generation. that he. Yeah, TNG. he's Voyager, and he plays. He plays. Uh, I can't remember the alien's name, but he's one of the prominent. Uh, it's either Deep Space Nine or was, Voyager. I think Deep, Deep Space Nine. He was really prominent. Yeah, in. and oh, he's wow. like, yeah. yeah, he's in like every episode. Wow, um, didn't know that. I okay. Here's the thing. I last time I put it down, I gave it a 5. Oh. It's it's still a 5 just cuz I have it written down. I don't know if it's if it's probably more of a 4 and a half. I'm probably more on your page tie with that one cuz it's not like my absolute favorite. Uh but I do love this movie quite a bit and it always makes me make weird noises because of the things that happen and I'm always yelling every time especially when that door comes down and smashes the Dean in the face when the cat goes against the wall like there's so many moments I'm just like you know or the the fellatio you know it's very upsetting (laughs) when you got that mouth that bloody mouth on her boob and she's just trying to push his head away that shit is disgusting (laughs) and I always have like a visceral reaction to that shit which I can appreciate that a film makes me do that. Mm. I love when a film can make me physically upset. So it can stay a five for now. I'm going to keep it that way because I think it's okay. a, I think it's a treasure and a treat. Jeffrey Combs in this role is a marvel and a national treasure. So do you think Stuart Gordon's made a bad movie? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, Stuart Gordon is is arguably better director than Quentin Tarantino. I would agree with that. So there yes. you go. That's all I wanted to kind of bring up. Okay, not whatever. a fan. Yeah. All right, he does not know how to make a rape scene funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys. On that note, yeah. uh, thank you so much for being here for part two of Cocktoberfest. You're welcome. Spooky mm-hmm. penis fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so glad that we can make this happen. Reanimator, Spooky Penis Month, Stuart Gordon, Brian Usna. Very exciting stuff. So, again, thank you guys. Happy Halloweensies. Same to you. Yeah, same. Halloweeners. It's still not over, though. We still have Beyond to do. I know, but it's nice. It's just nice mm. to talk about it. Mm. Coming to you from Miskatonic Medical School, I have been Laura. I'm still Ryan. I'm Josh. Still Ty. Man about town. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Uh, in- enjoy, Enjoy your life. <laughs> Oh, you Fuck. still have it. Pooh. All right. Okay. Hit the button. Make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>